I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. I might feel the wish for I do matter 
why the real ones suffered. The Jews became dull, and over time they lost their lesser. You forgot the mission and got tricked into submission. Now the elders sent me here to resurrect the beats and rhythm. This is your movement, and it can never be stopped. It's the spirit of our people giving the name of hip-hop. Joyful exaltations to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women's Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. I'm so grateful and blessed as you are that we are here at this moment in time for Brain Power. Brain Power, Unlocking Full Potential, Part 1. Opening up the life stream to the most high so that the penile gland can decalcify, overstand. We have to open it, massage it, soothe it, make one, make peace, become one, overstand and understand, have wholeness, and let that stream come in of information and solutions and right ways. We're going to start off with the praise up, as all things are mentioned in the Bible, all things. First, first Thelogians 4, 13 to 16. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which, I, which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that which are alive and remain 
unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. 1 Peter 1.13 Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 3.16 As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, and which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable, they rest, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. We need that inner knowledge, that, that stream of consciousness that comes forth from the Most High, to be able to ascertain the trueness and discern Isaiah 11:2 And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord Romans 12:2 And be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Second Chronicles 1, 9 to 11. Now, O Lord God, let thy promise unto David my father be established, for thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Give me now wisdom and knowledge. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this thy people? That is so great. And God said to Solomon, because this was in thy heart, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast asked for long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou may judgest my people over whom I have made thee king. And Exodus 31.3 And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. So it's already there. It's already there. It's not even something that you have to go outside of yourself. You've just been dulled. You know? Existentially mummified. Right? Nuance pushed out. Trend is in. Looking outside instead of looking within. We're going to take a music moment and come back with brain power 
Unlocking the Full Potential, Part 1, Blessings and Grace. Grab your sword. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the mind killer. Remember, all war is deception. Slay your ego. I have not yet begun to fight. Not yet. After war comes peace. After war comes peace. After war comes peace. Free your mind. Free your mind. Free your mind. And fight. Shadows of arrows, I'm looking in, wondering if I need some ammo. A jungle full of rumble, it's about to crumble. Tumble out the way of jumble, try to fumble all the trouble mumble. I gotta plot, you gotta plot, we gotta plot. Unlock the clock, reverse the talk, or take the darkness out the spot, stop. Together we will move, so now you gotta choose. What you gonna do when we walk through the streets? We gon' light the trees, it's a wildfire, everybody now will see. The universe headed to the next degree. If I were you, I would get down on my knees. And I would try to regrow, but now it's time to go. You're caught up in a mess in your soul. There's a no show. New day, so try again. Today, what matters is getting on the trail parallel with Jim.
blessed. Follow the vibes of the universe. Open up your third eye and don't go blind. So divine. So Blessings and grace. Unlock your brain's full potential. Unlock 
once you allow your brain to connect with the intelligence of your life stream, your connection to the Most High, you've basically unlocked its true potential. All that's needed to make this connection possible and seamless is for us to get out the way. Unconsciously blocking the connection of your mind with the intelligence of your life stream by trying to control and force your mind based on your belief of fear and lack-based conditioning. It's ironical that a lot of misguided spiritual teachings label the mind as being the enemy when in truth, it's our unconscious total identification with physicality and our belief in negative conditioning, the negative conditioning, which causes us to control and force the mind. That's the cause of resistance and suffering. Left on its own, the mind comes into the harmony with the wholeness of the Most High. In the life stream, the, the internal connection, and performs in a lucid manner, becoming a co-creator with life energy. So connecting with our life stream, who we are in relative terms, who we are is presently the stream of awareness focused in this physical body. And the mind-brain is the intelligence center of this body. So the mind and the brain is the intelligence center. We are connected to the wholeness of life on one side and the realm of the mind physicality on the other side. When we become totally identified with physicality and focus on the fear-based external conditioning, the fear-based external conditioning and the mind's fears, we take on a negative vibration. And thus that becomes a block that prevents our mind's access to the wholeness of life and the wholeness of the stream, your personal life stream, your frequency to the most high. So it's not the mind that's blocking your well-being. Rather, it's the unwillingness to become open by letting go, to allow the connection of your mind with your life stream that's blocking the constant inflow of solutions. It's blocking the constant inflow of solutions, wisdom, and well-being in your reality. Your life stream can reprogram your brain. The maturity that's needed for the manifestation of new realities is automatically programmed into your mind and brain when it's allowed full access to the connection with the Most High. The required insight, understanding, inspiration, and wisdom is made available to the brain from the intelligence of the wholeness of life when you stop blocking its access. This is not some vague spiritual talk. This is highly scientific truth that has been proven through research using brain imaging that when you let go of your attention from the brain, from the negative transmissions that's been conditioned, the chemistry starts changing automatically. It's your constant attention to the brain's negative patterns that keeps them from being dissolved. 
disallowing new maturity and growth to come through in the brain. As soon as you let go of your chronic attention to the brain's negative patterns, you unlock its access to the wholeness of life and in this place gets programmed from the intelligence of your life stream. Dissolving negative thoughts patterns, to dissolve the negative thought patterns, to allow the dissolution of negative patterns accumulated in the brain over years, years and years of past unconscious identification in all the categories in life that they put us in. There's so many categories that we all fit in. Light skin, dark skin, short, stout, tall, long hair, short hair, bald, mustache, beard. I mean, it's all ugly, cute, smart, dumb. All those unconscious identifications. You you need to be willing to let go of it. Rather, let go of your chronic focus on it. And let the wholeness of your life stream reprogram it into the maturity required to align with your desired reality. You know, without your attention to the negative thoughts, they automatically fizzle, they automatically fizzle away. Because the vibration of your life's wholeness does not support negativity. We wasn't built for negativity. That's been imposed upon us. Rigorously and absolutely. None of it was supposed to be so. So your mind may find it challenging initially to let go of your brain, of the negative, you know, patterns in the brain and even focus for a few minutes throughout the day. But as you continue to stay as a space of open awareness, In a space of open awareness, allowing the brain its free movement, you will soon get stable in this space of openness, allowing the brain full access to the intelligence of the Most High within your life stream. It will take a few months to get some stability, staying as a space of openness, you know, it's it's not something, you know, that's easy, but nothing worth it comes easy, right? Nothing worth it truly. The lesson and the blessing out of it and the test to grow, expand. So, you know, it's going to take some time, a few months to get some stability, staying as a space of openness without putting that narrow focus in. The point is to stay as relaxed awareness or open focus. Understand those words, sound power. Relaxed awareness, open focus. You know, it's a state of allowing the most high, allowing your life stream to bring you to the solution. When you're unaware that you have a vast realm of intelligence available in the form of your personal life stream at the most high, you feel alone and lost in the physical realm and helplessly trying to figure out ways to keep yourself afloat. And this causes you to move from a place of fear, 
struggle, and lack, living a life way below your true potential. On the other hand, when you realize that it's not your job to figure out life, the Most High will lead you through. And you can simply move out of the way, allowing your mind to connect with the Most High, your life stream, and get its solutions from there. You will feel relieved and relaxed finally. That it's going to be all right. Because he's going to let me know how to deal with the situation and meditate and get the answer. This is the wholeness that we've been seeking all along. This is the relaxation that we've all been craving for. You know, learning to surrender. All spiritual teachings point to the state of surrender. This pointer is for us to be aware of being focused on this body. As aware of being focused on this body, to just let go of trying to control and figure out and let your brain be guided and programmed by the intelligence already embedded. It's already embedded. We just forgot how to open it. When you allow this connection to happen, you feel autonomous because you connect with your own inner source of guidance, your own inner source of guidance and wisdom, without necessarily depending on any external source for it. That is what inner freedom is all about. You also realize that you can relax and allow the most high within your life stream with him to do the necessary programming and transformation in your brain, creating maturity and understanding to manifest your desired realities. This place is called effortless existence, according to calmdownmind.com, effortless existence. Because you're no longer straining and struggling to figure things out, but to the allowing of the intelligence of your wholeness to take care of the process of unfolding the solutions and the manifestations. Allow the process of the unfolding of the solutions and the manifestations. And I found this really interesting article <clears throat> when I was researching this topic, and it's, it's from every day in any way. I'm getting better and better. How to unlock your brain's full potential. So scientists suggest that Einstein was no smarter than the average person. Okay. He was no smarter than the average person, but he knew how to tap into his full brain power. All right. The methods that we were taught in school to use for learning, now they simply don't work. And most of us have been convinced that we only use about 10% of our brain on a daily basis. Now, I'm going to deviate from the article from this moment because something I found out in researching this topic was that, you know, that whole 10% myth, right, that we only use 10% of our brain. Where that came from is that we actually use 100% of our brains, okay? The most high didn't make us, we didn't get that dumbed down that much. 90% is actually used on all the auto processes that are happening. As the thought comes into my mind that comes out my mouth at this moment, that's all processes. That's all of that stuff, the, you know, the blood, the heart pumping, everything happening, hand-eye coordination, that's 90%. Subconscious mind is also part of that 90%. So the conscious mind, what we are aware of, 
is the 10%. So the trick is to tap into the other part of the percentage, to meld the subconscious with the conscious, overstand and understand why you stand, overstand, okay? So we simply just need to change our way of learning. What we were taught in school did not work for most people, and that left many people feeling inadequate and slow and downright stupid. We have used an, an inadequate and primitive method to learn, which is slow, and makes learning more work than it has to be, and hinders learning challenges instead of facilitating them. So scientists studied the EEG readings of two groups of people. One group worked on a painting masterpieces, while the other group just doodled. And the scientists expected the group working on the masterpieces to have higher EEG readings than that of the doodlers. To their amazement, both groups had roughly the same, the same EEG readings. So it doesn't take any more brain power to paint a masterpiece than it does to doodle stick people. If it takes as much energy to goof off as it does to paint a masterpiece, you might as well work on a masterpiece. And the masterpiece is your brain. It's your brain. It deserves your attention, and it deserves to be used to its fullest capacity and be filled with information and knowledge that you can use. People focus on writing things down way too much. Now, there again, I'm going to deviate from the article because I believe in writing down. When you write something down, it makes 23 synaptic connections. When you type, it only takes up six. So those synaptic connections are aiding in the memory forces, overstand, and the you know internal programming of whatever it is that you're trying to gather. All right, but um, for, but still, they still have some good tips here in the article. Here are some tips on how to remember things better. Some tips on how to remember things better. So believe you remember it to focus your whole brain on the effort. Believe it to focus your whole brain on the effort. Will yourself to remember it to activate the internal brain. Visualize clearly in your mind what it is you want to remember to bring into focus of your whole mind. Tell yourself to remember it so your unconscious will mark it as special and make it stand out more. Mentally review it the next morning. And review the material again to refresh and reinforce it. When you first wake up in the morning, you are a lot smarter than you are the rest of the day. When you first wake up in the morning, you are a lot smarter than you are the rest of the day. The brain is open. You are in the genius state. It's called the genius state. This occurs when you first wake up. And Einstein found that out. So he did something incredible. He learned how to get into it, how to get into the genius state, okay? What he did is sit down holding a ball in his hand, like a tennis ball, baseball, handball, a ball in his hand. He closed his eyes and relaxed. Then as he started to fall asleep, his muscle would loosen and the ball would drop, thus waking him up, making the noise. When he awoke, because he wasn't allowed to go all the way into REM, overstand he was in that haze, right? So when he awoke, he was in the genius state, and he'd work on the problems, the scientific and chemical calculations, answer the questions within that state. Overstand. Another state that geniuses used 
to tap into your brain and takes experience from any part of your life and pretty much gives yourself advice. And here are the steps. So you sit in a quiet place where you won't be interrupted and close your eyes. Imagine that you are in a lush green forest. Imagine it more vividly with each step you take. Invoke the senses so that you not only see the forest, but you can also hear the sound and smell and the scent of the forest. Then imagine that on your path you come to a rustic cabin, a quaint little house. See the house as vividly as you can with colors, shapes of windows, curtains. Also imagine the landscape. What is the yard like? Imagine it as visibly as possible, too. Imagine that you walk up to the door, you see and feel the doorknob, you open the door and then walk inside. Next, you visualize that a wise old man or wise old woman is in the middle of the room. Visualize the person as fully as possible. Go to the wise old man or woman and tell him or her your problem and listen closely to what you think the person might say. Listen very closely to what you think that person says, and you will sometimes be amazed at your own unconscious mind will tell you. This is also in part of your mind that spits out what you were trying to remember days or weeks before. It's that time you were driving along and see something that sparks your memory, and all of a sudden the answer comes to you. We need to reprogram our minds with positive thoughts and messages to change our negative thinking about learning and into, into positive ones. Think about all the things you've learned so far. Tell yourself that you will remember what you're learning and what you need to remember. Working on these simple tricks will help your memory improve tremendously. And here are some small but extremely useful things you can do to get the most out of your brain. Deep breathing. Taking deeper breaths enhances your brain's power. See, your brain, and all of your body for that matter, needs oxygen to function. And it's proven that the more you get, the better. Not only will this help you think better, but it will increase the strength of your lungs, which can help in various circumstances. Meditation. This isn't a long-term thing, but more of a cool-down. Meditation when you are stressed or are about to do something important is very helpful. Sitting down, closing your eyes, and focusing on nothing but your breath. This relaxes you and clears your mind. Do this for five to ten minutes, and you will feel rejuvenated afterwards. Using dead time. When you're in the car or walking to school or other things that just waste your time, yes, you're getting somewhere, but what more do most people do besides talk or listen to an iPod while doing it? Find an audio file that's educational and burn it to a CD. Then whenever you're in the car, you can still be learning something or find a video file, you know, and put it on your iPod for when you're walking to school or riding passenger. And I've mentioned it plenty of times, Rosemary. There isn't an absolute proven study that this is a working method, but some people swear that their brains get woken up just from inhaling the scent of rosemary. No harm can be done, so why not try it? Music. This isn't about listening to, you know, the latest trending things like in rap and hard rock and Mozart. You know, this is a study in the University of California of children who listened to piano or sang in a daily chorus 
were much better at solving puzzles and scored 80% higher on spatial intelligence. You know, and sugar, do not eat sugar before a test or something that requires thinking. Sugar can cause brain fog and mess up your train of thought. And fun, have fun. Don't be all work. Even if you try to be the smartest person in the world all day long, you'll still feel empty. So you have to find balance that's suitable, that's suitable for you between working and doing something you enjoy. You know, it can relieve stress, take your mind off of things, you know. And fish, eating fish actually speeds up your brain waves. The brain waves means faster thinking when you're in a fast situation. There are also fish oil pills that you can use like vitamins, which takes the place of eating fish. And puzzles, grab word, grab a crossword puzzle, you know, every other day, whatever schedule, whatever kind of schedule that you want, you know, even a couple of riddles. It makes you think outside the box. It's a great way to get brain exercises. I play a word game on my phone, you know, and um, I enjoy playing it. And even when, you know, Questions, ask questions, and then ponder for a while and find the most logical solution possible. If you can't find the answer, ask someone else because the unanswered question can drive you crazy. So things like, you know, whatever you want to know, give it further thought. Give it further thought. And exercise. You know, exercising for just 12 minutes a day can increase your brain power by 30%, research those. 30% for 12 minutes a day. Increase your brain power by 30%. And memory, if you need to remember something short-term, then it's best to do it in the morning. Because of the genius state that Einstein used, long-term, on the other hand, is proven to be better in the afternoon. So, again, it's best to do it in the morning if you need to remember something short-term. Okay? And then long-term, it's proven to do it in the afternoon. Also, if you're learning the words to a song or studying for a test, it's best to sleep on it after studying. Before you go to bed, take some problems and put them on a paper. And when you wake up, do the problems. Then review the information to recap what you've learned the previous day. So you can use this only for like tests and schoolwork. And listen. When you listen, knowledge comes rushing into your brain through your ears, and you'll become more aware of your surroundings, understand things better, as a keen ear is a great skill. And even getting dressed. <laughs> when you get dressed, do it in the dark. I mean, I personally wouldn't do that. I mean, but there are ones that have to get up early in the morning to go to work. And, you know, it says that getting dressed and doing it in the dark, it makes use of different senses, and it helps to increase your awareness, you know. And also simple games like Sudoku. You know, it it unfolds under puzzles like mazes. You know, it's one of the most powerful and effective ways to exercise your brain. One of the most powerful and effective. And these are some tools that will help unlock your potential. Right? Remember the gifts you were born with. Remember the gifts you were born with. Right? Start your day the night before. The most successful people end their working day by making a list of what they have to do following a day or two ahead. This allows the subconscious to work on things while you sleep. So you said so that, that's, that's how you dip into that 90%. Okay? Be ready to grow up. 
Adults have the ability to learn to delay gratification, but we have a choice as to how to behave when things don't go our way. If you remember to take the high road, you'll end up where you want to be. Drop the attitude. If you think the world owes you a living, you might reevaluate your position. It's quite possible that by feeling entitled, you're pushing away things and people you might like. And don't ignore your emotions. But remember that feelings aren't facts. Feelings aren't facts. Emotions need to be honored. They don't have to be justified. But just because you have a feeling doesn't mean that you're right. Watch out for negative thinking. Sometimes we get into negative feedback loops. It's a loop. And don't even know it. If thoughts of being helpless and hopeless continue to enter your mind, you just might need to go take a nap or talk with someone who can help. Set up and stick to a routine. We are creatures of habit, and good habits, such as getting regular exercise, makes us feel better. Maintaining good habits also helps us feel that we have some control over our lives. And drop the resentments. We all have them. Whether they're toward our parents, our partners, or peers, resentments take up too much psychic space to allow us to function properly. By choosing to drop them, you will make your life much lighter. The hardest part is making the decision to let your resentments go. Know who you really are and learn to honor yourself. Honor yourself. We all fake it from time to time and once in a while. This can be a good thing. But never compromise your personal values. Never compromise your personal values. And always strive to be your best self. And enjoy every and enjoy part of every day. If you can't enjoy the whole day, find a part to enjoy. You can't always live in bliss city. So look for those little bright moments that happen all the time, designated by the Most High to remind you. And we often fail to recognize. Make a point of seeing something good in every day, and it will change your life. Changing your life for the better is about picking a destination. Picking a destination and taking one time to get there. If you try to take shortcuts, you may end up making a journey long and arduous. Being serious about making improvements is a great start, but now you have to put it into action. You have to put it into action, you know, and get into a proper sleeping routine. You know, we're supposed to have at least seven hours. They say eight, but the new consensus is seven hours, you know. And there are several foods that are known to help improve the power of the brain. Eating a portion of these on a regular basis can further unlock your potential. For example, coffee drinkers are less likely to develop memory problems as a result of aging because the drink contains high level of antioxidants. You know, I, I drink coffee and yerba mate, which both enhance the brain. Fruits, including apples and blackberries, are also beneficial to the brain. Any kind of berries, raspberries, blueberries, you know. Um, but be sure not to peel the apples as the skin is where most of the antioxidants are. And salmon and other oily fish with high levels of, of um, omega-3, which is important to proper brain function, can help prevent or delay the onset of Alzheimer's. And some spices found in curry are also known, you know, turmeric, for example, to inhibit the development of memory disorders, turmeric, which boosts the blood flow to the brain, to actually boost it, okay? So I really hope that you um, took heed to some of the things, you know, if not all, 
of what I presented this evening on brain power unlocking full potential part one, and we will and, um, I will go in depth deeper because I go deeper in part two and break it down even further. Grace and blessings. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis.
grace and blessings. And now we move forward into the go and gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. I'm going to start off tonight on elegantresidence.net, a very inspirational story. Um, A retired Houston man, an African-American, built a 20,000-square-foot home for his entire family, including friends, to live together so they can spend more time together. A 20,000-square-foot home for his entire family, including friends, to live together so they can spend more time together. As much as people say, oh, that's so nice of you to do this for your sisters, they have no idea the joy I get. We all contribute to the pot of money that covers the food, housekeeper, groundskeeper, and utilities. How often do you see your siblings or your extended family? So this Houston man says most relatives don't spend enough time together. So you you know what he did? He built a family compound of his own, a family compound. Let that seed be planted. I built this house not just for my immediate family, but for my extended family, including friends, Reggie Van Lee said. Reggie Van Lee was a performer in the Alvin Ailey Dance Company. He recently retired as an executive vice president at a Houston consulting firm. He moved out of his home in River Oaks and built this 20,000-square-foot estate for himself, his three sisters, and their families. That's why the 59-year-old says he built this house so their family could make many memories together. Van Lee worked with the Clinton Foundation, and he was appointed to a couple of committees by President Obama and got the idea to build a family estate when he was invited to the Kennedy compound by Caroline Kennedy. And in 1976, this little black boy from the sunny side said, I'd like to have a family compound someday, Van Lee said. Van Lee hopes to encourage other families to follow suit, even if on a smaller scale. I think if we did more of what we would have more happiness in the world and a lot less tension, Van Lee said. So economically, this could be a winning arrangement for many families. Understand a family compound. Blessings to Reggie Van Lee for being inspirational, you know. And so the NAACP has issued a travel warning for black people for the state of Missouri. The NAACP has issued a travel advisory. I feel like I'm in 1956. Warning black tourists that their civil rights might be violated. The advisory cites data showing that traffic stop rates are higher for black drivers and also cite Senate Bill 43, SB 43, which takes effect in August. The bill will reportedly make it harder for minorities to file discrimination lawsuits. It's a new bill to make it harder for minorities to file discrimination lawsuits. takes effect in August in Missouri. SB 43 was a really important bill. With SB 43 was it brought Missouri standards in line with the federal government and other 38 states. So now Missouri is using the same standards that are used to analyze claims under the Civil Rights Acts of 1964, said Missouri Governor Eric Greitens, who helped pass the bill. So that says that there are 39 states that have now made it harder for minorities to file discrimination lawsuits. 
So on Thursday, Missouri NAAC President Rod Chappell shared that the organization voted to adopt the advisory, which was originally put in place at statewide level in June. A woman visiting Missouri from Florida told Kansas City Fox 4 News the advisory gave her second thoughts about coming back in the future. Now, my wish, and I want the prayers to go out for, is that all the other chapters of the 38 states, that those NAACPs and, you know, um, activist groups address it as a whole so that thing is just not happening to us. Overstand the brain power that needs to be utilized. It should be proactive. We should be putting in bills banning certain things too, you know, and working to get them across during times that, you know, that those things can happen instead of wasting time. And on CrimeOnline.com, police charge teen with felony after she cuts herself, tears her clothes, and lies about being raped by three black men. A teenager was charged with a felony after she lied about being abducted by three African-Americans, reports the Herald Democrat. Brianna Rachel Harmon, 19, was indicted on four charges on Wednesday in Denison, three of those being felonies. She was arrested in March after she had attempted um, to lie, rather she lied after she admitted to, to, the, to the police that she lied about being kidnapped and assaulted. The Grayson County District Attorney, Joe Brown, explained that Harmon was originally charged with the misdemeanor, but the charges were bumped up after considering the gravity of her accusations. Ms. Harmon was originally arrested for a misdemeanor offense of a false report to a police officer. However, more we have looked at what had happened in this case and considered the harm it caused, it certainly could have caused we believe that she does fit the higher charges. What she did was very serious, and we believe it to be felony conduct. Harmon was charged with two third-degree felony counts for tampering with physical evidence and third-degree felony count tampering with government record. And fourth charge is a state jail felony count with tampering with the government record. Um, this woman went into a church with just her shirt and her underwear on, and she was cut up and said that she was kidnapped and raped by three black men. And so her family and all, all the bigots, you know, lined up and all the, you know, the bigoted Trump supporters were, you know, harping on laws and, you know, the police for locking us up and, you know, all these kinds of things. And it turns out it was all a lie. She cut herself. She got into an argument with her fiance and just made this up. Run fire on the enemy spirit. Burn fire. Telegraph.co.uk. The Trump slump is happening. The dollar sinks to four-month low. The dollar. And Dow Jones heads for its longest losing streak since 2011 on reflation trade doubts. So, so the dollar tanks to a four-month low on Trump's political setback, and the pound surges to eight-week high as the dollar wobbles. And European bourses falter on U.S. policy woes. And Morgan Stanley lifts the 12-month FTSE 100 target to 7,700. And so gold hits a one-month high on the Trump setback. So gold is going up, but the dollar is going down. And the pound is growing. And on Forward.com, North Carolina becomes the 22nd state to enact the anti-BDS law. This law is deep. The 22nd state 
North Carolina, Roy Cooper signed into law legislation that would bar the state from doing businesses, from doing business with companies that boycott Israel. So 22 states in the United States of America have a law that says they cannot do business with companies that boycott Israel. Why, why is that part of our law? Is that why Netanyahu came and spoke to Congress about a year or two ago? This is not the United States of Israel. This is the United States of America. The bill signed by the governor on Thursday requires divestment from and prohibits state agencies from contracting with companies that boycott Israel. Because you remember in the U.N., um, the tide was turning against Israel and pro-Palestine and lots of other parts in the world, so they want to shore up the money. So this bill makes it clear that the state of North Carolina stands with Israel, which has long been an important trading partner of North Carolina, said Karen Saville, CEO of the Jewish Federation of Raleigh Carey. North Carolina businesses conduct nearly $140 million per year in experts and commerce with Israel. The Jewish federations across North Carolina have worked diligently brain power. The Jewish federations across North Carolina have worked diligently on legislation to ensure that BDS efforts in their state fail. That they fail. We applaud their tremendous work and commend the Governor Ray Cooper for taking this important step against discrimination against Israelis by those who oppose the right of Jewish people to self-determination in our homeland, said Skip Schreier, Homan of Israel Action Network an initiative of the Jewish Federation of North America and the Jewish Council for Public Affairs. So North Carolina becomes at least at least the 22nd state with laws or executive orders banning states with companies that support the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement against Israel. And on college.usatoday.com, why did UC Irvine rescind Hundreds of admission offices. So children, you know, got their admission letters. And then a few months later, 499 incoming freshmen were notified that Irvine had, that UC Irvine had rescinded their office of admission. So the withdrawn office provoked overwhelming response from students, parents, and even Representative Jimmy Gomez who represents Los Angeles in Congress, many complained that the withdrawals were a result of over-enrollment at the school. You know, and so what was the reasoning behind the decision to revoke hundreds of offices, of, um, of um, offers? The answer is complicated, and the university officials are pushing back against ideas that the withdrawals were a direct result of over-enrollment. The university officials told Orange County Register that they had planned for a freshman class of 6,250 students, but about 7,100 ended up getting accepting for their, um, for their new year. That's about 850 more than they anticipated in the fall. You know? And so in turn, the university took a harder line in enforcing its policies, requiring students to keep their grades up and submit transcripts and test scores by a specific deadline. You've got to jump through hoops, dot the I's, cross T's now. You can get accepted, and then they could take it back. They could take it back. And so we heard from some students that this year's process was too stringent, and our customers 
customer service approach needs improvement. For those who felt ignored or mistreated, I sincerely apologize. And so universities across the country have similar policies regarding transcripting grades, but differ in the number of withdrawals they issue each year. You know, so UCLA revoked freshman offers this year, while UC San Diego revoked some, UC Davis was about 150 in the past two years. So many students who received the notice that their admission had been withdrawn were devastated. I'm curious to see, you know, what made up the population of those that were told, no, we changed our mind. And there need to be more laws enacted to protect students. That's an unnecessary trauma. You know, one of the young ladies in the article said she ended up going to Clark University. You know, and so the White House on HuffingtonPost.com, the White House says Trump was making a joke when he endorsed police brutality. He was making a joke when he endorsed police brutality. President Trump was just joking when he suggested police officers should let suspects' heads bang against the doors of their police cars, or so White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders said she believed. She believed he was joking on Monday. Trump made the remark last week while speaking to law enforcement officers on Long Island, New York. When you see these towns, when you see these thugs being thrown into the back of a paddy wagon, you just see them thrown in rough. And I said, please don't be too nice, Trump explained. Like when you guys put somebody in the car and you're protecting their head, you know, the way you put their hand over, like don't hit their head and they just killed somebody. Don't hit their head, I said. You can take the hand away, okay? Meanwhile, how many people have been killed in police custody by police? Have died under police custody? This comment, Sanders claimed, was meant in jest. I believe he was making a joke at the time, she said. So to suggest that police officers apply any standard in the use of force other than what is reasonable and necessary is irresponsible, unprofessional, and sends the wrong message to law enforcement as well as the public, said New York Police Department's commissioner, James O'Neill. The Boston Police Department's priority has been and continues to be building relationships and trust with the community we serve, said Boston Commissioner William Evans. As a police department, we are committed to helping people, not harming them. These comments also drew criticism from police headquarters in Suffolk County, where where, um, Trump made the remarks. That's the reality of it. Time to wake up, wake up, wake up. Trump is the president, people. And he talks like that and acts like that. And that's real. So now more than ever, we have to grasp the grasp out on to the stream of the most high to deal with this kind of muck and mire. So on Slate.com, U.S. nonprofit is fighting, is funding the fight to imprison women for abortions in El Salvador. A U.S. nonprofit is funding the fight to imprison women having abortions in, in El Salvador. A U.S. anti-abortion nonprofit is funding the fight against legal abortion in El Salvador, funneling between tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars to an organization that supports the Central American country's punishing laws. Reproductive rights activists are currently rallying behind a bill that would allow for abortions in case of rape, non-viable fetuses, and life-threatening health conditions. Since 1998, abortions have been prohibited by law under all 
circumstances in the country. By most accounts, the world's strictest abortion ban. The Guardian reports that Human Life International, a Virginia-based Catholic nonprofit, has financially supported C. La Vida, one of the major Salvadorian organizations behind the total abortion ban since 2000. And so C. La Vida is one of the biggest forces behind the opposition to any changes to the country's abortion laws. And under the current policy, women are routinely jailed for having miscarriages. This is happening in 2017 the miscarriages. And since there's no way to tell the difference between a natural stillbirth and a medically induced termination, in 2013, the case of pregnant Salvadorian 22-year-old with a young son, lupus, and kidney failure made international headlines when she couldn't get an abortion, even though her anaphylactic fetus was non-viable. She was eventually given a cesarean section when she was in critical condition, and the baby predictably died soon after. When Salvadorian women are persecuted for having a miscarriage or getting an illicit abortion, they can be put away for years. Recently, a 19-year-old survivor of rape was convicted of aggravated homicide and sentenced to 30 years in prison for stillbirth. So we have to send prayers and energy of progress and awakening over to El Salvador and burn fire on the spirit of this Catholic organization that's funding this horrific thing that's happening. And on phoenixphysics-astronomy.com, get ready for the brightest media shower in recorded human history. It's happening. There's going to be a media shower on the 12th of August, 2017. According to astronomers, this will be the brightest shower in the recorded human history. It will light up the night sky, and some of these might even be visible during the day. The media shower is being considered as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, as the next media shower of such kind will be after 96 years. The Perset media shower one of the brighter media showers of the year occurs every year between July 7th and August 24th. The showers peak around August 9th to the 13th. So the best time to view the Perseids and the most other media showers is when the sky is the darkest. Most astronomers suggest that depending on the moon's phase, the best time to view media showers is right before dawn. So right before dawn on August 12th. The Perseids can be seen in the northern hemisphere. Look between the radiant, which will be in the northeast part of the sky, and the zenith, the point in the sky directly above you. While you can easily see a shooting star with the naked eye, just looking straight up, the, ta- um, you know, the, the Perseids can be seen in the northern hemisphere. So you have to check it out. You can see the shooting star, and um, you can see the media showers, and... You know, pray. <laughs> Hopefully it's showers of love and consciousness and awakening. You know, so this world can wake up. In Jesus' name, you know. And to all of this devilment that's going on, we have to pray to raise up the energy. Praise to raise up the energy and give a cleansing fire. Give music moment and come back with technology. Grace and blessings. Cleansing fire. Fire, 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 fire. Cleansing. 
politician man, can you tell me that you have an honest plan? Can you tell me that you really care for the youth? When you talk, the youth are the truth. And you tell me that you really care for the poor. But yet, we need so much more. And you tell me in the night when you lay, this most I got, you came at you ill. But I know that you lie. I can see it in your eye. Oh, you lie and you cheat and you steal and you scheme. The people them you victimize. So I'm burning a cleansing fire for you. The only rough things that you're living to do. Burning a cleansing fire for you. Rebel soldier, and that's what me do. Can't stop me fire from blazing. Can't stop me fire from burning. Can't stop me fire from rising. Cleansing fire, I am burning. Can't stop me fire from blazing. Can't stop me fire from burning. Can't stop me fire from rising. Cleansing fire, I am burning. Atta, atta fire, me say atta fire burn. Burn out the ones who distribute the guns. Atta, atta fire, me say red the fire blaze. Burn out corruption that destroyed your place. Atta, atta fire, me say atta fire burn. Burn out the ones with the nuclear bombs. Atta, atta fire, me say red the fire blaze. Burn out the liars with them deceitful ways. Burning a fire upon them ships. All of the wood being ship clothing. The eagle and the bear, the snake in the grass. Like them make me like them up. And me burn out the cops uh. To them want to come go rip up me crap uh. Burn out the laws Cause them pull up a flower Designed to see that the children fall uh. Can't stop me fire from blazing Can't stop me fire from burning Can't stop me fire from rising Cleansing fire I am burning Can't stop me fire from blazing Can't stop me fire from burning Can't stop me fire from
blessings and grace as we move forward into technology. On globalvoices.org, China's Shenzhen residents are being forced to install surveillance apps on their mobile phones. Residents of Xinjiang, an ethnic minority region of Western China, are being forced to install spyware on their mobile phones. On July 10th, the mobile phone users in Taishan district of Yumqi City received a mobile phone notification from the district government instructing them to install surveillance application called Jin Wang, or web cleansing. The message said the app was intended to prevent them from accessing terrorist information, but the authorities may be using the app for more than just counterterrorism. According to an exclusive report from Radio Free Asia, 10 Kaza women from Il Kaza Autonomous Prefecture were arrested for messages sent to a private WeChat group soon after they installed the app. The notification from the police said the application would locate and track the sources and distribution paths of terrorists along with illegal religious activity and harmful information, including videos, images, ebooks, and documents. Jin Wang's website describes the application as follows. Jin Wang is a protection service with an adult and child categorization system introduced by Jingsu Telecom. The main function is to block pornographic websites, online scams, Trojan horses, and phishing sites to alert users how much time they spend online and to enable remote control of one's home network. This tool is intended to help kids develop a healthy lifestyle by building a safe web filter for the minors. Of course, any tool with these capabilities can be used in multiple ways. For example, the app's remote control feature could enable state actors or even hackers to manipulate or steal a person's home network. The move is consistent with other measures of control over digital activities in the region. While stories of digital censorship in China often focus on the experiences of users in major cities in East and South, the reality is often more bleak for those living in remote and battled ethnic minority regions such as Xinjiang and Tibet. Seeking to contain unrest and discontent in conflicted areas, authorities often impose extreme censorship and surveillance measures and routine Internet shutdowns. So the Twitter-based media outlet Images from Mainland China, which covers censored news in China, posted photos taken from a checkpoint where police officers randomly checked residents to see if they have installed. They're randomly checking the residents to see if they have it installed, and if it's not installed, they go to jail. And on futurism.com, this is wild for the night, as they used to say back in the day. (laughs) Futurism.com, the world's first human head transplant will take place in 2017. The world's first human head transplant will take place in 2017. Italian neurosurgeon, Dr. Sergio Canavrio, is firm on his promise to deliver the first human head transplant to the world. He says a Chinese man will be the first patient in 2017. And now all he needs is approval and funding. Other experts know backing out. In 2015, Dr. Sergio Canavero created quite a stir, to put it mildly, when he vowed to be the first person to transplant a human head on a deceased donor's body. Yes, he is planning to, and on attempting the words first, human head transplant or body transplant, depending on how you look at it. In fact, it's been about two years since his initial proclamation. And despite claims from other experts 
that the work is nothing more than a PR stunt, the Italian neurosurgeon stands firm on his declaration. Some even have hypothesized it's all just a plot meant to promote Metal Gear Solid. Notably, the team behind the game fervently denies such claims and only conjecture supports the hypothesis that the general thrust of the argument is tied to the doctor's uncanny resemblance to one of the game's main characters. But Canaveral stands firm, insisting that the attempt must be made at some point, and he is sincere in his goals. So why now? Canaveral outlined his rationale in an interview with The Guardian. Of course, there will be ideas that crater. The history of mankind is trial and error, but we have to be dreamers. If you don't dream, you're not going anywhere. You might call me a bit crazy, a kook. I am. You have to be if you want to change everything. Canaveral continued by asserting that such daring enterprises are part of a parcel of scientific exploration. Society's job, according to him, has always been to tease apart the kooks from the super kooks. And maybe you can only know that after the caper. This is a caper to him. At the meeting of the Academy of the American Academy of Neurological and Orthopedic Surgeons in 2015, Canaro tried to recruit U.S. surgeons to join his head transplant team. And now it seems he is actually moving forward with his work. He says he has assembled a group of surgeons from China, South Korea, and Russia. All they are waiting for is approval and well money. His collaborator, Dr. Zhou Pinren of China's Harbin Medical University, claimed he was he was able to successfully transplant the head of a monkey onto another monkey in January 2016, but it had to be euthanized for for ethical reasons 20 hours afterwards. So he did a head transplant with a monkey, and it lived for 20 hours. But for ethical reasons, they put it down. It wasn't ethical to do that in the first place. Notably in this work, the spinal cord wasn't actually attached, which raises significant questions about the viability of such an operation on a human. Although a lot of attention centered on Russian volunteer Valerie Spiridonov, who suffers from a Weirding Hoffman disease, Canaro clarifies that the first patient to undergo the head transplant will be a Chinese patient. We're looking at a date around Christmas 2017 to perform the transplant in China. The Chinese team has already experimented on human cadavers to hone the technology. Many argue, a majority of scientists working in this field, in fact, that a head transplant is currently impossible, despite advancements dealing with spinal cord problems. Recently, we covered how scientists were able to regenerate spinal cord axons, but even that procedure takes a lot of time. And it's very recent development, one that is probably not part of Canaro's plan. Well, probably, but they don't know what his plan is, so that's just conjecture. So most say that the surgery will end in death. Others note that it may actually result in something far worse than death, as the difference in brain chemistry could overwhelm the patient and cause a level of insanity never before seen. In an email correspondence with Futurism, Arthur Kaplan, Ph.D., director of the medical ethics of NYU Langong Medical Center, stated that insanity would likely result from novel chemistry flooding the brain, unfamiliar input coming from the nervous system of of the body. However, he clarified that death is far more likely outcome, asserting that the chance of death is certainly very high, given that the animal studies are non-existent. But they do have animal studies. Do you see what I'm saying? They just said that the other doctor did it for 20 hours on the monkeys. So this is going down at the end of the day. 
Okay, so to, to um, so to his end, Kaplan asserts that we would all be better off focusing on real medical advancements, ones that might actually help people and not sensationalize, you know, these odd situations. But it's horrible that he's having the funding and he's going to do this, and that he has a team. And on ScienceAlert.com, the moon is seriously loaded with water, more than we ever expected. There's way more water locked inside the moon than we previously thought, according to new, new analysis of satellite data. And this unexpected finding about our planet's gray companion is giving scientists new insight into how the moon formed and what its internal structure is like and how um, it has potentially huge, huge implications for any of our, lunar, of our future lunar missions. For a long time, we thought the moon was totally born dry. And on the surface, it seems like a super dusty environment with no substantial atmosphere, temperature extremes, and not enough gravity to help retain water molecules. But studies um, have shown and have covered several types of lunar water. Um, in 2009, NASA deliberately crashed its LC, its L-Cross probe into the moon's south pole while discovering loads of water, ice, and the debris that shot up from its impacts. These ice deposits were thought to be billions of years old, trapped in permanently shadow and extremely cold crevices of the lunar poles. But this water wasn't always there. Researchers thought it was likely produced through external forces, such as solar wind sweeping across the surface and providing the right chemical reactions, in fact. There's a background level of extremely minuscule amounts of this kind of trapped water across the moon's surface. So astronauts from several Apollo missions also brought back geological samples of various parts of the moon's surface. And in 2008, these samples were reanalyzed to, re- to reveal trace water locked up in tiny glass beads. Those glass beads were found in pyroclastic deposits, rock deposits of volcanic origin from some 100 million years ago when the moon was still a highly geologically active ball with the bubbling core and surface volcanoes. So they found water on the moon, and they're messing with 100 million old microbes in that water. You know, And so on independent.co.uk, Scotland sets renewable energy record as wind power provides equivalent of 118% of the nation's electricity. So Scotland is doing the environment a solid. In the first six months of 2017, enough power was generated to supply more than all of Scotland's national demand for six days. Wind power, okay, and renewable energy for six days. So that's, that, that is wonderful news in that front, and as far as an investment front as well, as we see, it is taking over, okay? Um, and an ultra-thin device harvests electricity from human motion, and that's on Vanderbilt.edu. So they have a new ultra-thin harvesting system and has the potential to um, – it's a fitness tractor, a personal electric device, and as you walk, wave, or even when you're sitting down, it, it's um, getting energy from you. So now you can charge other things. The next web.com, what if your wireless router could detect your emotions? Your wireless router. 
Scientists at MIT are using Wi-Fi and AI to determine your emotional state. They've created an algorithm that can detect and measure individual heartbeats by bouncing RF signals off of people. Remember, I've said plenty of times that, you know, that the Wi-Fi and all of that works through us. An RF emitter coupled with the algorithm works in the same way as the, electro, as the electrocardiogram, the ECG, without requiring any leads to be attached to a person. Nothing has to be attached to you. This is accomplished using the same technology that we currently have in our home, routers. And the remarkable part is the machine learning that goes into what the scientists are calling EQ radio. So now they are tuning into our frequencies on EQ radio. The information the AI receives has to be processed differently than the standard EKG. When a person is physically connected to a machine, the size and shape of the wavelength that the computer expects to receive can be anticipated. Without that tether, EQ radio can't make assumptions about your heartbeat, your position, the size of the room, and a lot of other factors because essentially muffle your heartbeat. The AI gets a sense of what's going on and then makes determinations about your heartbeat that allow it to provide accurate context to your emotions. This technology is cool and a little mind-boggling. It's also the type of thing that inspires hard future nightmares. As the scientists point out, this technology can do more than just exploit the human heartbeat to determine emotional state. We envision this result paves way for exciting research on understanding the morphology of the heartbeat, both in context of emotion recognition as well as in the context of non-invasive health monitoring and diagnosis. So your router is going to be doing emotion recognition and non-invasive health monitoring and diagnosis. This is on the nextweb.com or backslash artificial dash intelligence, okay? The evidence doesn't require contact with the person, people, it monitors, thus it could prove difficult to detect, which raises ethical, ethical concerns. How much could an interested party learn from your heartbeat? It's not all Orwellian dystopia. There are practical uses that we should pursue. Imagine not having to scream at Alexa to play Enya music when you rage out. AI behind EQ could figure out what you're stressed out and cue the music without you even knowing that you need it. (laughs) Okay, she's bugging out. Let's throw on this song that usually calms her down. Brings her back to neutral. Oh, he's feeling this way. Let's pick him up and get him back focused on what he needs to focus on, according to us. Brain power. They come in at us in all kinds of ways. This is real. Okay? So it says that what about the implications for a smart home that can tell if you're having a heart attack just by sensing the trouble through your repurposed router. That might have a significant, that might save a significant number of lives. And there's probably a pretty sizable market for parents as well. Does your current router provide real time EKG quality information about your sleeping newborns? Are they going to put it toward, you know, new mothers and crib death and all that other kind of stuff. And, and as with all new technology, especially that which has the potential to be used for evil, we should concern ourselves with safety and privacy. Artificially intelligent Wi-Fi routers 
that can, de- that can detect a human heartbeat are on the way. Nextweb.com. And on YLE.FI, the Finnish site, um, it is a Finnish breakthrough making protein out of thin air and electricity. Researchers in Finland have successfully created a batch of single-cell protein by combining electricity and carbon dioxide, a revolutionary new development that can be used in food and animal feed applications. Food and, ad- food and animal feed. A new protein production technique developed by Finnish scientists make it, makes it possible to generate the essential nutrient anywhere renewable energy is available. The groundbreaking method could revolutionize the food and feed industries, significantly changing their effect on the planet's environment. The work is a joint project by Lappinrata University of Technology and the VTT Technical Research Center of Finland. Some organisms have the ability to utilize hydrogen as a source of energy. Electricity from, for example, solar power can enable this says VTT's principal researcher, power to transform agriculture. So they, no fertilizer, no pesticides, a faster, pro, a faster product, production process, efficient. The production of one gram of protein now takes around two weeks. Two weeks to make one gram of protein. The idea is to develop the concept into a mass product with a price that drops as the technology becomes more common, says Ahola. They say that, that, they say that the goal is a container-sized facility that can produce five kilos of single-cell protein in a day. He estimates that it will be another two to three years before the new unit will be up and running. Another two to three years. In principle, we can then scale up by, by just constructing more containers and increasing the size of the reactors. Maybe 10 years is, is a realistic framework for reaching commercial capacity in terms of the necessary legislation and process technology, he says. So they already have ideas of legislating this man-made protein, single cell, by combining electricity and carbon, di- carbon dioxide. Brain power. They already, they, they've already mind-mapped it. They know what the end goal is. We need to know what our end goal is and work toward it. And um, last but not least, Super Sapiens, The Rise of the Mind. Um, there is a new film coming out. It's a documentary called Super Sapiens. I really highly suggest one to go check it out. Writer-director Marcus Mushlener raises a core question as Artificial intelligence rapidly blurs the boundaries between man and machine. Are we witnessing the rise of a new human species? Humanity is facing a turning point, the next evolution of the human mind, notes Mushlena. Will this evolution be a hybrid of a man and machine where artificial intelligence forces the emergence of a new human species? Or will a wave of new technologists who frame themselves as consciousness hackers become the future torchbearers using technology not to replace the human mind, but rather awaken within it powers we have always possessed, enlightenment at the push of a button? It's not obvious to me that a replacement of our species but by our own technology, creation would necessarily be a bad thing, says ethnologist, evolutionary biologist, author Dawkins in the film. So Super Sapiens, 
and a Terramata Factual Studios production. Okay, Super Sapiens. And this is a clip. It was playing. I thought it came through. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology. Teach them to pray, save those who do to die. The needy shall not always be forgotten. No way. I will be held in King Celestia. Slutral and Goliath in the boxes. Threat and protection as best stand up on I and I. Too much get I you say in the trouble. And I've been there all the days of my life. Work good and square, I behold with my sight. Some will share others do as they like. Some you flesh them once here with them fuck at night. Some don't care, their heart is like ice. After kill and under them rejoice, but we hold it firm. Every man deserves to earn. That's a crown and blood with success. Hold it firm. Every man deserves to earn. You won't think I is the best. Know them a wonder. How we do this, they grow with hate and anger. Profit, but as well as get longer, then heart is hurting. The friend of propaganda, cause you can't stop this. No, them I wonder how they get to you to slick them growing here and anger. With your profit, but as well as get longer, then heart is hurting. We're not making no fitness sponsor, so you can't stop this. Just say, no abomination. We're not business out, it's up for every nation. This you have to do, no man, no bother, danger. And now we are on your crew. We're coming on a thousand and two. Let's stand against you and hating me. The disc can't go through them out, not clean, no free. I remind them so much of who they are supposed to be. I'm of royalty, them lost their identity. Now them a wonder, how oh, is the distance growing? Yet an anger, with a profit, but as well as get longer. See that heart is hurting. I'm not making no business, but I'm so young, can't stop Black woman and child, yeah, yeah, yeah. For you, I really have so much love. Dollar bills and cars, by the way. They could never let me cut so grow. Black woman and child, yeah, yeah, yeah. For you, I really have so much love. Dollar bills and cars, by the way. They could never let me cut so grow. Madeline Africa still remains so fine Empresses and emperors living from in no time I say, you were the first to give birth unto mankind Now let me say, you're the earth, queen of the to find I say, take I to Zion, I give that grace That's where I hope not to be always How have you been going through those stages? I've been away from the near day, yeah, yeah Black woman and child, yeah, yeah, yeah For you I really have so much love, whoa, Oh, 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 oh. Dollar bills and cars will fade away. They could never let me cut so pro. Oh, 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 oh. Black woman and child. Oh, yeah, yeah. For you, I really have so much love. Oh, oh, oh. Dollar bills and cars will
years Come to yourself, you cannot chase every girl Should you bless you with your wealth Woman of the soil, where is your meditation? With the black child, the future generation Kings of the earth Come to yourself, you cannot chase every girl Should you inherit your wealth Woman of the soil, where is your meditation? With the black child, the future generation Would tell me what is Babylon, children? What is Babylon? Babylon definition is confusion. One man now gonna need all 10,000 women. The fire never sees no prostitute, not one. Who want the human them treading at the Amagedeon? Remember, say a woman, they are more than a man. Remember, say them slaughter, no black man. You know them slavery in the revolution. No, they punish ship, no mention we shot now. No, for we back against the walls with the execution. Look who next time go fall with the Ethiopian. Slip the empress, them tall in the rightful position. Alpha and Omega civilization. Still, I see I know trust us or not, I'm so on the wrong, better kill them. Kings of the earth, come to yourself, you cannot chase every girl to your inherit your wealth. Woman of the soil, where is your meditation? With the black child, the future generation For there's nothing in the system Of which they create on the ground They criticize their own hydrant Yet they would catch a control If they were to drown I stand up Different from those scribes and Pharisees who come around yeah. They lurk in the corner, skylark in the streets, flat in the town They never do positive, they try to try making people business their own hey. Down tired, before you dance abroad, the high priest tell you that time you death brown The long God gets good way
wake up, wake up and meditate on a new day. What up? You stuck in this tree pose and now I got my thoughts straight. Parallel trace. Right, right, right. And won't you pick up your pace? This is called a chase. So accelerate. You didn't get so I don't know. Hey, hey, Blessings and grace. Sometimes beautiful things aren't perfect, and we learn to move with the flow. We're going to move forward into herbnology and some healthy herbs that can boost your brain. And these are the eight herbs. Sage, a member of the mint family, 
sage is known for a memory enhancer, and it may protect the brain against certain processes that lead to Alzheimer's. So sage and then wasabi, a member of the mustard family, is the hot green condiment served with sushi. It's an excellent source of a compound also found in horseradish and broccoli shown to help the nerve cells grow extensions. Okay, so the wasabi and the horseradish, and it's found in broccoli. You know, broccoli's man-made, but the but at least the horseradish and the wasabi, the nerve cells grow extensions known as dendrites and axons, which help cells communicate with each other. Okay, and garlic, garlic thins the blood to help prevent blood clots and may slightly lower lower cholesterol. And parsley, parsley and thyme both contain the plant compound apignin. And so Brazilian researchers applied the compound to human stem cells with promising results. The stem cells formed neurons and then created stronger and more sophisticated connections between each other. And rosemary, can't say enough about rosemary. You know, just smelling the herb gives your brain a, a, a boost. You know, even cognitive tests. Um, a study in the journal Therapeutic Advances of, of Psychopharmacology found that participants were faster and more accurate on cognitive tests after sniffing a rosemary essential oil. Okay? And so peppermint, attention drinkers, attention coffee drinkers, you know, a new drink in town that will help you wake up without the caffeine is peppermint tea. Volunteers drank either peppermint tea, chamomile tea, or hot water, and 20 minutes later they were tested on memory and cognitive function, and those who sipped peppermint tea improved both their long-term and working memory better than the other two groups. They'll drink some peppermint tea and chamomile. It's, one, it, it's, it's, it's a really good choice, you know, and it gives your mental health some needed TLC. You know, it helps to reduce symptoms of generalized anxiety, anxiety, you know, so chamomile helps to calm you down, you know, and some other herbs are periwinkle and ginseng. Both of these herbs improve cognitive function. And vicristine, which is extracted from periwinkle, is a natural constituent, and it's the most powerful anti-cancer drugs in the world. In fact, it has significantly increased the survival rate for acute childhood leukemia. However, periwinkle's vicristine also offers huge positive neurocognitive effects and even reduces brain tumors. Go to cola. You know, it's considered to be an adaptogen, which means it lowers the stress. You know, and less stress on the brain, the better able you're processing. And so smelling, again, smelling rosemary and ginkgo bibula. Biloba, ginkgo biloba. This herb actually helps to regenerate brain cells. It helps to regenerate. So it's beneficial for improving memory and adding intellectual zeal. Right? And the leaves are to be your medicine. Right? And some spices are turmeric. It promotes brain health. It helps it to function efficiently. And cloves, which is a stress-busting agent, and help your head stay stress-free. I already mentioned sage and cinnamon. Cinnamon, it has the ability to keep neurological disorders at bay, and it's considered highly effective in improving cognitive performance and rejuvenating the nervous system. And again, thyme, 
You know, it boosts the productivity of your brain, improves alertness and memory power. Um, and it also, you know, you, it just gives you so many benefits. And black pepper reminds me of my grandfather. He used to always put extra black pepper. And it's a great deal of health benefits and its ability to help the brain function in an efficient way. And nutmeg, nutmeg found that consumption can protect the brain cells from getting damaged. Nutmeg helps the brain, it helps to protect the brain cells from getting damaged. And it also protects them from other issues. Okay, so look into those different herbs. And the leaves are to be our medicine. And we're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace.
It is time you open up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape your metaphysical mind. Blessings and grace, and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. This whole brain power, the mind, the wisdom led me to the Sophia of Christ in the Nag Hammadi Library. The translation of the Sophia of Jesus Christ, also sometimes titled the Wisdom of Jesus Christ, is derived from two separately preserved copies of the text. The first copy is in the Nag Hammadi Codex 3, NHC 3. A second copy of this text was preserved in the Berlin Gnostic Codex. A third fragment of this text in Greek, was also found among the Oxyrhinocus papyrus documents. Thus, we have three distinct copies of this scripture attested from three separate ancient sources, two Coptic and one in Greek. The Sophia, Wisdom of Christ. After he rose from the dead, his twelve disciples and seven women continued to be his followers. After he rose from the dead, 
his 12 disciples, and seven women continued to be his followers and went to Galilee into the mountain called Divination and Joy, where they gathered together and were perplexed about the underlying reality of the universe and the plan and the holy providence and the power of the authorities and about everything the Savior is doing with them in secret and of the holy plan. The Savior appeared not in his previous form, but in the invisible spirit, and his likeness resembled a great angel of light, but his resemblance I must not describe. No mortal flesh could endure it, but only pure, perfect flesh, like that which he taught us about on the mountain called of Olives, of the Olives, in Galilee. And he said, Peace be to you. May peace I give you. And they all marveled and were afraid. The Savior laughed and said to them, What are you thinking about? Are you perplexed? What are you searching for? Philip said, For the underlying reality of the universe and the plan. The Savior said to them, I want you to know that all men are born on earth from the foundation of the world until now, being dust. While they have inquired about God, who he is and what he is like, have not found him. Now the wisest among them have speculated from the ordering of the world and of its movement, but their speculation has not reached the truth. For it is said that the ordering is directed in three ways, by all the philosophers, and hence they do not agree. For some of them say about the world that is directed by itself, others that it is providence that it directs it, others that it is fate, but none of these, it is none of these. Again, of the three voices I have just mentioned, none is close to the truth, and they are from man. But I, who came from infinite light, I am here, for I know him, that I might speak to you about the precise nature of the truth. For whatever is from itself is a polluted life. It is self-made. Providence has no wisdom in it, and fate does not discern. But you, but to you is given to know but to you is given to know. Whoever is worthy of knowledge will receive it. Whoever has not been begotten by the sowing of unclean rubbing, but by first who was sent, for he is an immortal in the midst of mortal men. Matthew said to him, Lord, no one can find the truth except through you. Therefore, teach us the truth. The Savior said, he who is ineffable, no principle knew him, no authority, no subjugation, nor any creature from the foundation of the world until now, except he alone, and anyone to whom he wants to make revelation through him, who is from first light. From now on, I am the great Savior, for he is immortal and eternal. Now he is eternal, having no birth, for everyone who has birth will perish. He is unbegotten, having no beginning, for everyone who has a beginning has an end. Since no one rules over him, he has no name. For whoever has a name has a creator of another. He is unnameable. He has no human form. For whoever has human form is the creation of another. And he has a semblance of his own, not like what you have seen and received, but a strange semblance that surpasses all things and is better than the universe. It looks at every side and sees itself from itself. Since it is infinite, he is ever incomprehensible. He is imperishable, and he has no likeness to anything. He is unchanging, good. He is faultless. He is internal. He is blessed. 
but he is not known. He ever knows himself. He is immeasurable. He is untraceable. He is perfect, having no defect. He is imperishability blessed. He is called father of the universe. Philip said, Lord, how then did he appear to the perfect ones? The perfect Savior said to him, before anything is visible of those that are visible, the majesty and the authority are in him, since he embraces the whole of the totality. He embraces the whole of the totalities. Well, nothing embraces him, for he is all mine, and he is thought and considering and reflecting and rationality and power. They are all equal powers. They are the source of the totalities, and their whole race from the last, from the first to the last was in his foreknowledge, that of the infinite unbegotten Father. Thomas said to him, Lord Savior, why did these come to be? And why were these revealed? The perfect Savior said, I came from the infinite that I may tell you all things. Spirit who is, was the begetter, who had the power of the begetter, and a form giver's nature, that the great wealth that was hidden in him might be revealed. Because of his mercy and his love, he wished to bring forth fruit by himself that he might not enjoy his goodness alone, but that other spirits of the unwavering generation might bring forth body and fruit, glory and honor, and the imperishableness of his infinite grace, that his treasure might be revealed by self-begotten God, the father of every imperishableness, and those that came to be afterward, but they had not yet come to visibility. Now a great difference exists among the imperishables. He called out, saying, whoever has ears to hear about the infinite, let him hear. And I have addressed those who are awake. Still, he continued and said, everything that came from the perishable will perish, since it came from the perishable. But whatever came from imperishableness does not perish, but becomes imperishable. So many men went astray because they had not known this difference, and they died. Mary said to him, Lord, then how will we know that? The perfect Savior said, Come you from invisible things to the end of those that are visible. And the very emanation of thought will reveal to you how faith in those things that are not visible was found in those that are visible, those that belong to unbegotten Father. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. The Lord of the universe is not called Father, but Forefather the beginning of those that will appear. But he, the Lord, is the beginning, is the beginning less forefather. Seeing himself within himself in a mirror, he appeared resembling himself, but his likeness appeared as divine self-father, as a confronter over the confronted ones. Okay, as a confronter over the confronted ones. First existent unbegotten father. He is indeed of equal age with the light that is before him but he is not equal to him in power. And afterward was revealed a whole multitude of confronting self-begotten ones, equal in age and power, being in glory and without number, whose race is called the generation over whom there is no kingdom. From one, from the one in whom you yourselves have appeared from these men, and that whole multitude which are there is no kingdom, is called the sons of unbegotten Father God, Savior, Son of God, 
whose likeness is with you. Now he is unknowable, who is full of ever-imperishable glory and effable joy. They are all at rest in him, ever rejoicing in ineffable joy, in his unchanging glory and measureless jubilation that was never heard or known among all aliens until the world until now. Matthew said to him, Lord, Savior, how was man revealed? The perfect Savior said, I want you to know that he who appeared before the universe of infinity, self-grown, self-constructed, Father, being a full shining light and ineffable in the beginning, when he decided to have his likeness become a great power, immediately the principle or beginning of that light appeared as a mortal androgynous man. And through that immortal androgynous man, they might attain their salvation and awake from forgetfulness through the interpreter who was sent, who was with you until the end of the poverty robbers. And his consort is the great Sophia, who from the first was destined in him for union by the self-begotten father from immortal man, who appeared as first in divinity and kingdom, but the father, who is called man, self-father, revealed this. And he created a great aeon, whose name is Ogdos, in his own majesty. He was given great authority, and he rules over the creation of the poverty. He created gods and angels and archangels, myriads without number for retinue. From that light, the, the trimel spirit, which is that of Sophia, his consort, from this, God originated divinity and kingdom. Therefore, he was called God of gods and king of kings. First, man has his unique mind within and thought, just as he is thought and considering, reflecting, rationality, power. All attributes that exist are perfect and immortal. In respect to imperishableness, they are indeed equal. But in respect to power, they are different. Like the differences between father and son and thought and the thought and the remainder. As I said earlier, among the things that were created, the monad is first. And after everything, all that was revealed appeared from his power. And from what was created, all that was fashioned appeared from what was formed, from what was formed, what was named. And thus came the difference among the unbegotten ones from the beginning to the end. Then Bartholomew said to him, how is it he was designated in the gospel man and the son of man? To which of them then is the son related? The Holy One said to him, I want you to know that first man is called begetter, self-perfected mind, perfected mind. He reflected with great Sophia wisdom, his consort, and revealed his first begotten androgynous son. His male name is designated first begetter, son of God. His female name is first begetress, Sophia, mother of the universe. Some call her love. Now her first begotten is called Christ. Since he has authority from his father, he created a multitude of angels without number for retinue from the spirit and the light. His disciples said to him, Lord, reveal to us about the one called man, that we may know his glory exactly. The perfect Savior said, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. The, th the first begetter's father is called Adam, eye of light, because he came from shining light, and his holy angels who are ineffable are shadowless, ever rejoice with joy in their reflecting when they recede from their father. The whole kingdom of the Son of Man, who is called Son of God, is full of ineffable and shadowless joy and unchanging jubilation. 
They rejoice over his, his imperishable glory, which has never been heard until now. Nor has it been revealed in the aeons that came afterwards in their worlds. I came from self-begotten in the first infinite light that I might reveal everything to you. Again, his disciples said, tell us clearly how they came down from the, in, from the invisibilities, from the immortal to the world that died. The perfect Savior said, son of man consented with Sophia, his consort, and revealed a great androgynous light, his, his male name designated Savior, but gave you a begetter of all things. His female name is designated all begetress, Sophia, some call her pistis, and all who came into the world like a drop from the light are sent by him to the world of the Almighty that might be guarded by him, and the bond of his forgetfulness bound him by the will of Sophia, that the matter might be revealed through it to the whole world in poverty, concerning his Almighty's arrogance and blindness and ignorance that he was named. You see, that whole thing was her consort. It wasn't unity, and in that moment of disunity, things went awry. But I came from the place above by the will of the great light, who escaped from that bond. I have cut off the work of the robbers. I have awakened that drop that was sent from Sophia, that it might bear fruit through me and be perfected and not again be defective, but be joined through me, the great Savior, that his glory might be revealed, so that Sophia might also be justified in regard to that defect, that her sons might not again become defective, but might attain honor and glory and go up to their father and know the words of the masculine light. And know the words of the masculine light. And you were sent by the son who was sent that you might receive the light and remove yourselves from the forgetfulness of the authorities. And that it might not again come to the appearance because of you, namely the unclean rubbing. See, we can't let all this stuff rub off on us. That is from the fearful fire that came from their fleshly part. Tread upon their malicious intent. Okay? Jesus said, tread upon their malicious intent. Then Thomas said to him, Lord, Savior, how many are the eons of those who surpass the heaven? The perfect Savior said, I praise you because you asked the great aeons, for your roots are in the infinite. Now when those who I, who I have discussed earlier were revealed, he provided. Now when those whom I have discussed earlier were revealed, self-forget a father very soon created 12 aeons for retinue for the 12 angels. All these are perfect and good, thus the defect in the female appears. And he said to him, how many are the eons of the immortals starting from the infinities? And the perfect Savior said, whoever has ears, let him ear. The first aeon is in the Son of Man, who was called the first begetter, who was called Savior, who has appeared. The second aeon is that of man, who was called Adam, eye of light. That which embraces these is the aeon over which there is no kingdom, the aeon of the internal infinite God, the self-begotten aeon of aeons that are in it, the aeon of the immortals, whom I described earlier, the aeon above the seventh that appeared from Sophia, which is the first aeon. Now, immortal man revealed aeons and powers and kingdoms and gave authority to all who appear in him that they might exercise their desires into the last things that are above chaos. That these consented with each other and revealed every magnificence 
even from spirit, multitudinous lights that are glorious and without numbers. These were called in the beginning. That is the first eon and the second and the third. The first is called unity and rest. See, we have to get to unity. Because it's a hard struggle and it's a, it's a workout. Because we have to work it out for all of our tribes to be unified. And after the unity comes the rest. And each one has its own name. And the third aeon was designated assembly from the great multitude that appeared. Right? So you unify, you rest, and you assemble, get it together. And one, a multitude revealed themselves. Now because the multitudes gather and come to a unity, we call them assembly of the eighth. It appeared as androgynous and was named partly as male and partly as female. The male is called assembly, while the female is called life. Assembly of life. Be shown from a female came the life for all the aeons, and every name was received starting from the beginning. For from his concurrence with his thought, the powers very soon appeared, who were called gods with a little g, and the gods of the gods with their wisdom revealed to gods, and the gods from their wisdom revealed to lords, and the lords of the lords with their thinkings revealed lords, and the lords from their powers revealed archangels. And the archangels from their words revealed angels. And from them semblances appeared with the structure and form and name for all the eons and their worlds. And the immortals who I have just described all have authority from immortal man who was called silence. They all have authority from immortal man who was called silence because by reflecting without speech, all her own majesty was perfected. But since the imperishabilities had authority, each created a great kingdom of the ace, the infinite, and also thrones and temples and firmaments of their own majesties. For these all came by the will of the mother of the universe. Then the holy apostles said to him, Lord Savior, tell us about those who are in the aeons, since they are necessary for us to ask about them. Since it is necessary for us to ask about them. The perfect Savior said, if you ask about anything, I will tell you. They created hosts of angels, myriads without number, for retinue and their glory. They created virgin spirits and ineffable and unchanging lights. They have no sickness nor weakness, but it is will. And they came to be in an instant. Lest the aeons were completed quickly in the heavens, and the firmament and the glory of a mortal man, and Sophia his consort. The area from which every aeon and the world and those that came afterward took their pattern, their creation of likenesses in the heavens of chaos and their worlds, and all nature starting from the revelation of chaos, are in the light that shines without shadow, and joy that cannot be described, and unutterable jubilation. They ever delight themselves on account of their unchanging glory and their immeasurable rest which cannot be described among all the aeons that came to be afterwards and all their powers. Now, all that I have just said to you, I said that you might shine in light more than these. Mary said to him, Holy Lord, where did your disciples come from? And where are they going? And what should they do here? The perfect Savior said to them, I want you to know that Sophia, the mother of the universe and the consort, desired by herself to bring to existence without her male consort, 
but by the will of the Father of the universe that his unimaginable goodness might be revealed. He created that curtain, the veil, between the immortals and those that came afterward that the consequence might follow. Every aeon in chaos that the defect of the female might appear. It might come, error would contend with her. And these became the curtain of spirit. From the aeons above the emanations of light, as I have said already, a drop from light and spirit came down to the lower regions of the Almighty in chaos, that their molded forms might appear from that drop. As for its judgment on him, Archbegetta, who was called Yabadov, that drop revealed their molded forms through the breath as a living soul. It was withered and slumbered in the ignorance of the soul. When it became hot from the breath of the great light of the male, and it took thought, the names were received by all who were in the world of chaos and all things that are in it through the immortal one. When the breath blew into him, but when he came about by the will of Mother Sophia, so that a mortal man might piece together the garments there for a judgment on the robbers. So, you know, then welcome the blowing of that breath. But since he was like, since he was soul, he was soul, like he was not able to take the power for himself until the number of chaos should be complete, that is, when the time determined by the great angel is complete. Now I have taught you about immortal man. And have loosened the bonds of the robbers from him. I have broken the gates of the pitiless ones in their presence. I have humiliated the malicious intent. And they have all been shamed and have risen from their ignorance. Because of this then I came here. That they might be joined with the spirit and the breath. And might from two become one. Just as from the first that you might yield much fruit and go up to him. Who is. And go up to him who is from the beginning in ineffable joy and glory and honor and grace of the father of the universe. Whoever then knows the father in pure knowledge will depart to the father and repose in unbegotten father. But whoever knows him defectively will depart to the defect and rest and the rest of the eighth. Now, whoever knows a mortal spirit of light and silence through reflecting and consent in the truth. Let him bring me signs of the invisible one. Overstand, bring signs, bring manifestations of the gifts that God put in you. That you expounded. And he will become light in the spirit of silence. Whoever knows son of man in knowledge and love, let him bring me a sign of son of man. That he might depart to the dwelling places. Behold, I have revealed to you the name of the perfect one the whole will of the mother of the holy angels and that the masculine multitude might be completed here, that there might appear in the aeons, the infant, the, the infinities and those that came to be in the untraceable wealth of the great invisible spirit, that they all might take from his goodness. Even the wealth of their rest has no kingdom over it. I have come from first who was sent that I might reveal to you him who is, from the beginning, because of the arrogance of the archbegetter and his angels, since they say about themselves that they are gods. And I came to remove them from their blindness, that I might tell everyone about the God who was above the universe. Therefore, tread upon their graves, humiliate their malicious intent, and break their yoke, and arouse my own. 
have given you authority over all things as sons of light that you might tread upon their power with your feet. These are the things the blessed Savior said, and he disappeared from them. Then all the disciples were in great ineffable joy in the spirit from that day on. And the disciples began to preach the gospel of God, the internal and perishable spirit. Amen. Amen. And so I looked up the metaphysical meaning of, of um, Philip, the players that were mentioned. And Philip is the power faculty in man. It functions through the power center in the body, at the root of the tongue. Through Philip, the word is charged with power, John 6, 7. The word is charged with power, understand? And the metaphysical meaning of Matthew, Matthew is the, is the disciple of Jesus Christ who represents the, the will faculty, the will faculty in man, okay? And the body, this faculty is located in the forehead, Look at God. It's located in the forehead, brain power, and the will for the brain power. And the metaphysical meaning of Mary, the feminine, the soul, the affectional, the emotional phase of man's being, both when seemingly bound and limited by sensate thought and its freed, exalted state. Free your mind, and the power will follow. Overstand. And the metaphysical meaning of Thomas Thomas is a disciple of Jesus Christ who represents the understanding faculty in man. Understanding and will function or should function in unison. Each has its center of activity in the front brain, the forehead. Overstand who was speaking. Forehead activation, understanding, will function, should function, unison. And the metaphysical meaning of Bartholomew, the faculty of imagination. Imagination. He is called Nathaniel in the first chapter of John, where Jesus saw him under the fig tree. The inference here is Jesus discerned Nathaniel's presence before the later came into visibility. The invisible to the visible, being able to discern that. Using that frontal lobe, activating that third eye, decalcifying that penile gland, getting it together because the Most High said so. Because the Most High said so. To look within, feel yourself, and with the Most High, where He sits in you, how do you tap into it? I'm going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
blessings and grace. And thank you for joining me on this journey of musing. Brain power, unlocking the full potential. Jaw willing, I'll be back next week for part two. I'd like to big up the music that filled the time as my co-host in Energetic Frequency. That was just Pagosi, Lowell People, um, followed by Sun Ra, Godspell, Sirak, Chi Hide, Swore Low, Highness Collective, Your Highness, Highness Collective, Pearl. Now, the Highness Collective is an all-female band um, out of Chicago. Fabulous. All of the, And they even produce. They play live instruments, and they produce all their own tracks. The Highless Collective, Pearl, John 9, Sizzla Kalonji Melody, and Jamila Woods, Black Girl Soldier, Modernile Cleansing Fire, Modernile Rise Again, Highness Collective, Because, 789, Soul and Luna, Babylon, Soul and Luna, Apocalypse, Luna Day, Black and White, Highness Collect 85 BPM, Cyrock, Fear is a Mind Killer, Earthology by the Whitefield Brothers featuring Bajaka, and Cyrock, 13th Planet, Remix, and John 9, Prosper. Thank you, and I'd like to give a shout-out on a personal note to my husband. We just celebrated another wedding anniversary, and um, I'm so glad that, you know, we've been graced and blessed with each other, and may the strength and love maintain forever. In Jesus' name, amen.
but your love can heal me. Cause your love feels good when I'm down, you can pick me up. I ain't never in the dust. Got me falling deep down in your love. Raise hands, feel black. I ain't worried about stress. 